Welcome to our podcast, The Why in Your Twenties. My name is Viv. And I'm Nat. We are two counselors in our mid twenties navigating our adulthood away from our home country, exploring the why questions we encounter relating to relationships, identities, and uncertainties. So, whether you're listening to our podcast while going for your walk or doing your chores, anything, welcome on board and let the journey begin. Welcome back to another episode of The Why in Your Twenties. I hope everyone had a great week and are excited for our new episode. How's your week, Viv? It's been it's been good. It's been a long week. I sh- I, don't, I feel like it's been a long week. You no, know, right? I feel like it's forever. It's never ending this week. I think it makes sense for you to feel that way because you have work. No, I think it's the other way though, isn't it? If you have more things to do, it feels like it goes quicker. No, I mean you have work, but there's nothing at work. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Yeah, but it's tiring. I think both of us, our whole body is refusing to record today. I think it's because we know that we have to do the marathon next week. Our body is just telling us to, you know what? It's okay. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have to. I think when this episode release, the marathon episode will be out already. So if you haven't listened to it, check it out because we spent three, four months training for it. Well, I mean, to be fair, maybe two months. Because I think the first month we were still like, eh. No, but that is also training part of it. Yeah, I guess. But overall, I have a really great week. I know it's very long, but I had a great week. I catch up with like a friend that I haven't text or like chat in two years. And it's so nice. I always want to check in or like catch up with her. But it's just like you're not sure whether the person is in a good mental state or like whatever they're going in life. Because I think like in our 20s, a lot of people goes from very active on social media and then suddenly they just disappear. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's very common, at least for my friends. And she was one of the friends that just suddenly disappeared from social media? I think it's like slowly fade out from posting quite often to only posting on stories and then less on stories and then just quit. (laughs) (laughs) She quit posting, but she still uses? I don't think she uses anymore. Yeah, so it's it's those times that you're not sure whether... There must be for a reason why they stop using social media and you feel like contacting them might be burdening them or something. So I just never... I'm, I'm always not the person that I would say, hey, just checking in if, if you are doing well or hey, it's been a while, do you want to catch up, that kind of thing. And especially we are in... I moved to Brisbane, so she's a friend from Sydney. Sometimes you just go different pathway, hey. Yeah. But I'm so glad that she reached out and then we had such a good dinner and we catch up and it's just so nice yeah yeah i think she reached out because she was in town yes she is visiting brisbane for a few days and i'm sure she saw it from my instagram that i moved to brisbane now so it just makes me reflect i'm like oh i wonder if there's also some friends out there that waiting for me to reach out or i can reach out Uh, why because you were waiting for someone to reach out to you i'm sure there's some people that i haven't kept in touch with and just you feel like you guys go to different pathway and there's no point reaching out again but then i think after this reunion with my friend on friday i feel like i should be more active in it and if you care about that person then you can reach out especially i move cities a lot and once i move city then i feel like i just disconnect with all the people from the previous city yeah that is very true yeah so being a bit more active in that aspect can be beneficial i think it is i think it is i really do agree that you don't know if you should reach out or not and it's hard to determine it yeah we have a lot of assumptions as 
thinking, oh, maybe they don't want to, or they're going through a lot, or just a lot of assumptions in general. Yeah. That you, it prevents us from reaching out to them. And I'm sure there's some situation when you end up meeting and then you, re- you realize, oh, you guys already gone different pathway. Then it's fine. It's just like a closure or the worst of what can happen might be a no response or a no. Yeah. It's just, at least for me, in my head overthinking and that stopped me from reaching out to people as well. But anyway, if other listeners also have some friends that they're wanting to reach out but then also unsure whether they should, give it a go. I think it's always, I think 90-95% it would be a good experience. Yeah, I think even if you don't actually reconnect with them, like be best friends or like be really close friends, it's still a good experience. Yeah. You can still learn a lot from the other person. Yeah, you can grow as a friend. That actually connects to what we're going to talk about today. It's that we actually feel like a burden in asking for other people's help. Mm. I think we both really resonate with it. And I, I think a lot of other people do as well. Or maybe it's just the things that I see, I search for on Google. Because like a lot of suggested articles, it's like, oh, why do I feel like a burden asking for help? Like I actually seen those articles. Yeah. There are articles out there like this because a lot of other people do feel like a burden. They don't want to ask for help because a lot of different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when did you start feeling like a burden? Like, do you remember the first time you felt that, oh, I shouldn't ask for help because... I might be a burden to the other person. I actually don't know. I feel like I've always been like this. Like even when I was young, I feel like I'm a person that always solved the problem on my own. Unless like there's some crisis situation, then I would ask my parents. But yeah, it's such a... I don't even know where it starts. So like you mean like crisis situation is you only ask for help when it's out of your control or ability to manage it? Especially money-wise. Like you ask your parents for money to, I don't know, get to somewhere or other thing. But if I can solve it on my own, I'll try to. I think one reason might be I'm a very efficient person. I like to do things very quickly. And I feel like if I ask people for help, it slows down that process. I'm like, I if I do it on my own, it'll be so much quicker than asking and then they need to figure out what to do. And then, But then I already have all the things in my head. So uh, if I do it on my own, it's more efficient. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. Especially if you already have a, a method or a way to do things already, then it'll be more efficient than you doing it and telling other person to help you yeah. teach the other person to do it your way and then they do it. Yeah, do you feel the same way as well? I think... In that sense, not really. Honestly, I don't think it would be more efficient if I don't ask for help. It would be more efficient if I ask for help. Because I, I don't have to do it my way. Because I don't really have a way of doing things anyway. <laughs> but I, I really resonate with you that it started very young. Yeah. Our society actually encourages us to not ask for help. I think that's the main thing. Like whenever we do something by ourselves, like for example, as a young kid, you wear your own clothes, you eat your own breakfast. They'll praise you saying, oh, good job. You ate your breakfast today by yourself. You wore your clothes today by yourself. You went to school by yourself. Good job. These messages, at the same time, it does help you be more independent. Yes, that's very good. But at the same time, if we overdo it, I think it gives, at least it gave me the message of, right, when you do things yourself, that is the right way of doing things in the society. Mm, like our society encouraged the independence and not seeking help. I think that's why we're, we're so over-independent. Yeah. That's why we don't ask for help. 
I think for me, it's going overseas and a lot of things you don't really have people to reach out to. Especially new to the place, you are not really familiar with the other people. You might not feel comfortable asking help, and you end up just googling everything and sort everything out on your own. So for me, I do feel like I have a issue of over independence. Sometimes I struggle to seek help and even ask for help. Just seems like you forgot how to. Yeah, it's just. Actually, it's just one word: help. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need help. Can you help me? This it's so easy, yeah. but again, easier to say than done. It's very easy to say it, but a lot of stuff prevents us from saying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do you remember the last time you asked for help? Then I'm assuming that we will remember because we rarely ask for help. When we were talking about it, it's mainly we split into two things like physical support and mental support. Maybe we can start with physical support. I think this has not happened, but I should going to ask you to get my marathon bib. Yeah, I offered yesterday. Yeah, I o- <laughs> like you offered, and I was I was actually going to ask you whether you can take it for me because I feel like you're already there. You know, it's not like an extra burden to you. I think this is the most recent one, even though I haven't asked. I shouldn't have offered then. I should have waited <laughs> for you to ask me. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> But I think it's not that difficult for me to ask for your help because, as you said, it's like a physical task. It's very different from asking for mental support. But we can talk more about that later. But for me, it might be asking you for collecting my bib or. Like even last time when you, when your place got flooded, mm. I, I would say that is physical, like kind of like physical support. Oh yeah, that that is huge. I think I would not foresee myself doing so. But I think in that situation where it's so urgent and it links to safety, then it's like、I'm, my body is very alert that I need to ask for help. A bit of background story: my place got flooded because one of the flexi pipe got burst. So we nearly get electrocuted because water and electricity don't go well. Wow! Thank you for that. <laughs> Life lessons from that. Well, it, it sounds simple, but at the moment you might not realize that. I'm very thankful because my dad always teach me and my sister every time we go for a long holiday, we shut down all the main electricity, power, and stuff because you never know what will happen. Ah,、uh, so I think it's so ingrained in my head. That when that thing happened, I immediately say we need to turn off the power. After that, I freeze. I'm like, I don't know what's next. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to stop the water. All the stuff, and we call the firefighters at the end. But then the problem is we don't have a place to stay because we can't stay at the house until it's safe to do so. And two of my housemates, there's no friends that they can call for allow us to stay. So I'm like, oh okay, I'll have to call someone. So I actually reached out to two friends. I didn't even think. Like, I did not hesitate. Oh, I just call, which is very out of character, right? Yeah, <laughs> because it's not me. Like I would definitely, I would rather stay at the twenty-four hours gym, yeah, than reaching out to friends. But I just don't know. It might be I'm so hyper vigilant at that time. That's why I seek help. Or maybe you you weren't even thinking. Like you couldn't think straight. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like definitely normally, not thinking.、Yeah. I didn't even hesitate to call you and the other friend. I'm just, hey, do you have a place to stay? We're gonna come down. Well, I know we never go. Well, we didn't go, but but you still ask for help. It's very out of character for me. I think that's one of the most recent, and I'm sure, like at work or like at other area in my life, I would have asked people to do simple tasks if they can. I think it's not an issue for me to do so. But yeah, is it the same for you? What's your most recent? Okay, so yeah, a few months ago, I moved from Gaba to city. So it's like fifteen minute drive. Previously, when I moved, I. 
completely did it myself. And it was a walkable distance. 20 minute walk and I moved everything by myself. I just kept going back and forth, back and forth. It was, it was still okay. It was manageable. I would still say it's manageable. It's not good, but manageable. Yeah, and it's, as I said, like, it goes back to what I said uh, in the beginning where it's not most efficient. Like, it would be so much more efficient if I asked for help. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't ask for help because I can do it myself. It just takes a bit longer and I'm okay with being a bit longer than rather asking for help. It's just me me being stubborn. But uh, a few months ago when I moved the new housemate, well, actually they offered. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. They, well, like it wasn't like black and white saying, okay, I will help you. They only said it like when we meet, met up, they asked me once or twice. Right, okay. So I wouldn't consider that as an actual verbal agreement. Like you didn't sign a contract? <laughs> Because a lot of people just say stuff. So I wouldn't take that as a promise. Right, they offer as a kindness yeah. gesture. Yeah, as a gesture. If it's not black and white, like saying like a text message or whatever, I wouldn't assume it because a lot of people just say stuff without thinking. Yeah. And that's what I assume as well. Like I wouldn't take it as a promise. So then I asked, are you sure or are you still up for helping me move or something like that? So I would consider that as me asking for help, even though I it was offered previously already. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that part. I thought they forced to help you. And maybe they would still come if I didn't ask. I don't know. But that's a huge step for you as well. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, that part was partially I feel bad if I decline it. Like if I don't ask them for help because I'm moving in with them. Because most of the time, like when people feel good to help other people, right? Yeah. So that part of me actually feel bad if I don't accept the help. Right. Wait a minute. There's a lot of assumption <laughs> going on here. <laughs> actually, maybe I shouldn't say it because they will hear it. They will listen to this podcast. No, but that's what this podcast is for. Like to break down stuff that we don't talk about. <laughs> but the first thing is you assume that you will burden them if you ask for help. Yes. Oh. And the second is you assume that you will upset them if you decline for their help. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of assumption going on here. <laughs> and I know it's illogical. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> I'm very aware of it too. But it's how my mind worked. And I just try to process it and tell myself it's illogical. That's why I... I actually made myself send the message. And oh. even, you, I, I told, actually I told her before sending that message, I actually waited for 10 minutes and thinking if I should send that message. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to send it. And I took a shower because I was like, I'm not going to look at my phone. That's what I usually do as well. Like if I send a message that I don't want to face it anymore, I just do something else that ignore it. Yeah, exactly. Just get your mind off it. But even though it was hard, like physical support is hard for me personally, it's still easier than mental support. Asking mm. for. I'm still so proud of you though. Right? For asking help. I think that's a huge step for Vave. Well, actually, no. I asked, like, for example, I needed a sleeping bag. I asked you for help. Yeah. I, I would consider that as asking for help as well. Yeah, that too. But it's like not really a burden because because I bought that sleeping bag like four or five years ago. I never used it once. Yeah, I used it more than you did. Yes. I borrow people when they're in Sydney and then when I come to Brisbane, I borrow to other people. I've never used it once. Yeah, and I've used it at least twice. Yeah. So it, to me, it's not a burden and I'm sure on your side, I'm just assuming that you won't feel it is a burden to me because I don't use it anyway. 
that's my reason of okay, I can ask. Yes, that's why I say it's easier. For say, you remember one time you're looking, your sister is coming over and you're looking for blankets you need. Oh, that's a bit different. If because I'm not asking for help for, for myself. because ah, okay. I'm asking help for my sister or like for someone else. Asking for someone else is so much easier. So much easier. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> It's like, because I, I would put myself in your shoes when your place got flooded. Mm. Because you have housemates, then I would, like, you would ask for help. Because if I put myself in that situation and I'm living by myself, I would not tell anyone. Oh, yeah. I would just go to the gym. Yeah, I would just go to 24 7 gym. Or, like, if I don't have a gym membership, I would just, honestly, I would rather stay at McDonald's, Macca's, than asking for help and telling other people. Especially it's in the middle of the night. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm not that proud of myself. <laughs> no, you should be. You should still. Like, the whole the whole situation was a very crisis mode. And you managed it very well, honestly. I'm proud of both of us. Yeah. <laughs> the first step. But yeah. mental support, do you ever ask for help on that? Do you want to share first? I don't know where to start. <laughs> I think I used to. You used to be able to ask? Not really ask, but just like ranting. If people know me... Back in high school, I'm those people that I have a big mouth. Like, I talk everything about myself. Like, I rip myself over and pour out all the facts and past history, everything. So it's about more about yourself, not about other people. No. Well, I sometimes I do too, but it's more about myself that I share about everything that I'm going through in my mind. For me, it's very easy because it's not only telling other people, but also vocalizing it and process my thought out loud. And I remember one time someone told me, oh, not everyone want to know. And at that moment, I just, not at that moment, but like every time I think back of it, I'm like, yeah, no one cares, you know. No, people do care, but not everyone, yes. When I was a teenager, like 16, 17, I think that way. I'm like, Mm. no one cares. Why would they want to know about what's going on with you and you are forcing people to hear what you are sharing and it is such a burden to everyone you never ask consent to share i mean not on everything right like you you wouldn't like you want to ask oh can i share something with you like about what i had for dinner the other night you wouldn't because it's just something very normal yeah but i now i feel like out of courtesy i should because what I'm sharing is I'm emotional dumping on people. And I think that's the difference between emotional dumping and seeking help for mental support. Yeah, or ranting. I think that's, it's, it's yeah. very different. Yeah, but I think with the past experience, I still kind of link both together. So for me now, it's a bit difficult to seek help for mental support because I always go back to the phrase, no one wants to know. Not everyone wants to hear what you're going through. If you can just deal with it on your own. And it's very different from what I'm studying. Like what I'm working in the field as counseling. We ask people to seek help. But I don't personally. And it's something that I'm also actively learning from it. And changing that. Rewire that thought. So yeah, I think that's how I feel about my mental support. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with everything you just said. Well, it, it is hard because of that statement to share now when was the re- like most recent time where you actually asked for help to support you mentally or it doesn't have to be like asking or it's just like sharing or i guess in any way you ask for help i think i always share after i have processed part of it 
I think a lot of time now I think through it first before seeking help. And it's very different from asking for physical help, like, hey, can you help me to do this? For mental support, I might do, hey, do you want to catch up? And then through the catch up or like the meals that you share what you're going through. But I find it way more difficult than physical support for sure. I do personally have experience seeing a counsellor. That is freaking hard. I don't know how many times have gone through in my mind to cancel that appointment. Cancelling that appointment, changing the appointment to telehealth, rescheduling it. So I fully understand why people don't attend their first appointment. Yeah, the first one is very hard. And every time now I see a client, I really appreciate them taking that one step courage. That's a very big courage. That is very big, like one huge step, like a giant step. But yeah, I think I would thought seeking help from a random stranger would be easier, but it's actually equally the same difficulty for me. Mm. So that was your last time of reaching out to ask for help, specifically just to support you mentally, would you say so? Yeah, I think that's the seeing the counsellor, but I do occasionally... Not every time I ask friends to hang out is I have something that I need to yeah. get support from. I think a few weeks ago, I did send a text to a friend and say, hey, they want to catch up. And in my mind, there's a, not a gender, but like a purpose that I want to ask for opinion or get a different perspective. Therefore, I send that message. I would say I ask mental support for a more subtle way. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Is it the same for you? In comparison, physical support, you mentioned it's hard already. Especially, it's hard for me already. So mental support is even harder. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I think in my life, it would be... There's only a handful of time where I actually ask for help in supporting mentally. Do you remember when that was? If you don't mind sharing to the public. Yeah, actually, I don't think she would listen to it anyways. So... End of last year, I was thinking of, oh, okay, maybe I should share a specific event with someone else or specific issue with someone else. So I was like thinking in my head, okay, who can I tell that I would kind of get the support that I want? So I was like, okay, I have a lot of counselor friends, but I don't want them to be my counselor, right? And I know they would go to the counselor mode of asking me even more questions, even though I think it's just out of care. It's very genuine care. I do caught myself doing the counselor talk all the time. (laughs) So I'm fully guilty for that. Every time you'd ask me a question like that feels like the counselor mode, I would laugh. But anyways, (laughs) another topic. And so I was like thinking, okay, but I don't want to ask them for help because of that side that that's a factor that I you want a non-biased aspect is that what you're looking for oh uh, maybe not non-biased it's just because i don't want them to be my counselor i still want them to be my friend i feel like if i do share the dynamic would change a bit at least in that conversation and i don't want that to change so i was like okay no not counselor friends and i want it to be face to face right can i ask what is the purpose for asking because you mentioned you need to tell someone. I think getting more perspective because I'm stuck in my way of thinking. It's not helping me at that moment. Yeah, so then I was just like going through the list of the people that I know here because I wanted face-to-face, right? Okay, so then I landed on a person, a friend. Yeah. I, I crafted like a message like because I didn't want an emotional dump. 
And I think at that moment, or until now, I still think the issue at hand is a bit more heavy, I would say. So then I, I crafted a message saying, oh, can I share something with you kind of thing? And asking for consent, basically. Yeah, and I think that's like out of courtesy, that's really nice of you doing so. Given you have an understanding of what you're going to share, that might have an impact on the other person. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's completely like my experience, it's not about the other person. So then I crafted a message and I waited for like a month. <laughs> just a month? <laughs> yeah, just a month. It was just annoying me. I showed the message to the two housemates and asked yeah. me, oh, should I send this? Or is there anything to edit on it? I blacked out some of the parts that I didn't want to share. And then I realized the note created dates was a month ago. And then they were like, just send it now and get it over with. It's been one month, just send it. It's clearly bothering you. And I, I think deep down it's partially why I shared the message with them to have that accountability of right. like that they are going to push me yeah. to send that message and then at that time I was like oh but then like she has work I shouldn't send it during her work hours I shouldn't send it in the morning I shouldn't send it in the night there's so many reasons <laughs> of why I shouldn't send it at that time but in the end I was like okay I'm gonna send it send it and then I went for a, my longest run at that moment <laughs> And then I ran for 12k. It was so easy. That 12k was so easy. Right, okay. Because my mind was just on that and I was not focused on my run. Right, wow. There's a lot of assumption again. (laughs) I think it's because I I don't know what she is going through herself. Like another assumption is like, oh, maybe she's going through something herself already. I shouldn't share something negative like this is not a positive thing yeah so yeah i don't i don't want to burden them in that aspect Mm. and what was the result do you feel better after you sending it oh sending the message yeah definitely i felt um not immediately (laughs) 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 Uh, i'm just i'm assuming she's not gonna listen to it so i'm gonna share it (laughs) (laughs) we just hope for the best not immediately because I sent it at 5 or 6 and I went for a run and then I came back. I expected a response but I didn't assume she would just say yes. I assumed just a response like whether if she doesn't want me to share it's okay. I'm fine with that totally but I just wanted a response. And then when I came done with the run, okay no response. I was like it's still okay. Like it makes sense that people don't reply you immediately right? Mm. But then we have WhatsApp groups together she replied in one or two of them i forgot so then like you know that she's seen the message but she didn't reply right okay and that's scary yes i think it's just like you put yourself out there being vulnerable yeah and you don't have a reply i think it's okay to I, i really was fine with her saying no it's just like not having a reply and then i will have to see her very soon again face to face in other group settings and i didn't know how to handle that yeah. yeah, and and it's okay for us, the sender, to feel scary as well. Because as you said, you are being vulnerable. You are being thrown into this uncertainty of not knowing. She will say yes, she will say no, or she will say whatever. There's a million chance of saying other things as well. So it's okay for yeah. us to feel scared as well. It's just I like at that moment, I couldn't sleep. Which is annoying. It's very annoying. But yeah, that was my last time. But would you say the incident that you're going to share with that friend is one of the biggest mental 
block that you have? At that moment, yes. That's why I reached out for help. It wasn't, if it weren't the biggest one, I would think I can still manage it myself. Because if it's not the biggest thing, then I've managed worse in the past, then what is this anyways, right? We all seek help for mental support when it's very last minute. We're not encouraging it though. I, I think, like now looking back, I wish I asked for help. I reached out for help earlier. Yeah, and it's the common analogy, you know, the water bucket that yeah. you can't only seek help when your tank is empty. The most ideal is halfway through, you realize you don't have much water left. You seek help and refill that bucket. But again, it's easier to say than done that we always tend to seek help when we're in drought. Yeah, exactly. And what I was saying, like, there weren't any expectations from the other person. And that's how I tend to rationalize with me asking for help. I have to expect nothing so I don't get disappointed. Right. It's like self-protecting as well. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what kind of support. I would just assume that, okay, like, if they say no, then how can I deal with it myself? Or how I can ask for other people for help? Well, actually, immediately I would go to, like, how I can do it myself first. And it's so funny, I'm not saying like physical or mental, but if people ask for my help and I would 95% say yes because I feel bad saying no. But if I'm asking for help, I'm fully okay that people reject me because I understand that they might not have the time or other reasons that they couldn't help. It's not because they don't want to. So it's so funny that we don't give ourselves that self-compassion just interesting to observe how we think as well yeah i yeah i agree because if i can help i would definitely help i'm always glad that the other person asked me for help and you feel good to help people as well yeah i think again like i feel like even when i'm helping the other person it comes from a selfish aspect that because i know it'll feel good that's why i help the other person i think for me myself i feel that way it's like even when i'm helping the other person it's not actually a hundred percent genuine i feel like at least a percentage of it is because i want to feel good and i think that's part of genuine as well that you i think it's reciprocal Mm -hmm. that you help people you make them feel at easier in their life happier in their life but at the same time you receive something back as well is you feel happy on your own you help someone and you do good i don't see that as selfish but i think the nature of give and take in our life yeah that's one perspective but that's a bit sidetracked yeah (laughs) a bit sidetracked anyways yeah so going back to our expectations what do you expect when you ask for other people for help i think my expectation is i'm okay with them saying no to me I will be glad if they say yes. Mm -hmm. My expectation will be no matter what their response is, Mm. I'm fine. I think that's my expectation that I'm forcing myself to think it's okay if people say no. And I'm pretty sure if people say no, I wouldn't be sad because I would understand. It makes sense. Where they're coming from. But other than talking about the response, prior to asking for help, I have a lot of expectation. I would feel like... Are they busy? You know, as you said, oh, they might be busy at work. Mm. They might be tired after their work. So I shouldn't send around those time. I shouldn't text them in the morning because I'll ruin the day for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, so there's no good time to send a message or ask for help. If you have an assumption that once you send that message, you're bothering the person, you are burdening them, then no matter what time you send, 
it is a burden to you. I think that's just how I feel. So I think we mentioned a lot of reasons why we tend not to ask for help. Sometimes we feel like we are such a burden to other people. I feel like I will be more efficient to doing or solving the problem on my own. We have a lot of assumption, too many assumptions around people might be busy, people might not be in good mental state, they have their own things to going on, they might be going on a holiday and enjoying their life. It can be seeing, seeking help as emotional dumping as well. Or we have expectation from others or our perception of others. And I think the last thing is sometimes people feel being vulnerable is weak, that they want to protect themselves so they don't ask for help. I think for me, it's not the case because I study counseling, so we are very emotionally in touch. But I'm sure for some other people, especially certain culture, they see seeking help as being weak. Being vulnerable is weak. So that might stop us from seeking help as well. Adding on to that recently, I found another reason of not sharing. I think it's, it ties back to one of the previous experiences I had as a younger person, teenager. Often ask people for help, physical stuff or assignment help or whatever. Or like just asking the other person to help you print something. So I often did. And they always help. So I was like, okay, like they're very willing to help, right? Like yeah. they just say yes immediately. But I think eventually I got the feedback or I heard someone say that person felt like I was using them. Right. And I didn't see it as a big deal. Printing a thing or like even like what you said, like getting your, your bib. Like it's not a big deal, I would say. It's like you're, you're printing something already. Like might as well. Yeah, might as well do it because it's it takes five more seconds of your time. So I think that experience really prevents me from asking for help because what if they're really just saying yes because out of, I don't know, whatever reason, but they don't actually genuinely want to help. Yeah, so they say yes, but they don't mean to. Yeah. And they don't know how to say no, so they say yes. Exactly. Right. That's actually true sometimes as well. So I'm sure that makes a huge impact on how you think nowadays as well. That's actually true. Sometimes the feedback that we got from people can really have a huge impact on yeah, our thought process. Yeah. So my experience, like I have a negative experience with receiving help <laughs> and it prevents me from receiving more help and asking for help. What about you? Do you have any negative experience like similar to that? I think from a giver perspective, I do have sometimes that I don't want to help people, but I don't know how to say no, so I say yes. But I feel like it is my responsibility to be accountable for that. It shouldn't be the receiver's responsibility to carry that burden or whatever you name it, because I'm the one say yes. You know, if I say yes, then I have to be responsible for my yes. So even though if I don't want to, it's my responsibility that I need to help the person and can't complain, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because I said yes to myself. But yeah, I feel like from a receiver perspective, I'm pretty sure I have received negative experience, but I just couldn't recall at the moment. Or oh, I'm just pretty bad at reading people's feedback. Okay, so not a lot of experience or like negative response that is standing out to you at this moment. No, but from a giver perspective, I fully understand why you think that way as well. Yeah, so actually as a giver perspective, because it's hard for you to say no, do you think the people you ask for help would think that way as well? Like they don't want to say yes, but it's just they don't know how to say no, then they just say yes. Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely the catch-22 where you don't know how to say no and next time you ask for help 
you feel like they don't know how to say no, so you feel like, oh, I shouldn't ask because they will have to say yes, and they are not happy, and I'm such a burden to them, and you know, it goes on and on. So yeah, I definitely agree. But as you said, like the, you feel like it's your own responsibility of having to actually voice out like you don't want to help or you can't really help. That's just me being harsh on myself. <laughs> so you have different standards for yourself and, and others, people. yeah. And you have much higher expectations and standards for yourself than you do for other people. I think absolutely. I think that ties back to the previous episode where why we are being too harsh on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think absolutely right. I'm just we have different standards for ourselves and other people, and that's just mm-hmm. how I am at the moment. Yeah, I would say similar to you, where I have more high expectations of myself, and especially in the aspect of helping other people. But I think, can I add on something? Yes. If I know that person is more confrontational than me, I feel like whenever they say yes and no, they're genuine. But if, if the person that I'm asking for help, I know he or she is also a people pleaser or they struggle to say no then I will overthink is that a genuine yes or is it I don't know how to say no yes because I do have friends that are very confrontational and very explicit in saying how they feel in that situation I don't overthink that much so it really depends on the people that I'm asking as well so would you say it's easier to ask for the people that are more confrontational or it's still similar? Still similar, because if they're confrontational, I'll be scared that they say no and I'll feel hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so similar, it's still, it's still very challenging and asking for help. Yeah, yeah. So how do you think we can improve in that aspect of just asking for help in both mentally and physically? I can be completely honest with you. I don't know. It's something that I'm still not still working on. I haven't even started. <laughs> But very cliche, practice makes perfect. The more you try, the easier it can be. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But yeah, I'm, I'm fully honest with you. I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> I actually don't. I, I know I asked this question, but for me personally, I don't like this question. Cause, but for me, it's, I don't want to improve in this. <laughs> I'm very stubborn in this way where I have to be the person who helped. I don't want to be the receiver. Mm, so you're happy with where you're at right now? Okay, maybe not happy, but more comfortable. Okay. I'm comfortable. I don't want to rock that boat. Like, I know it will be uncomfortable, which is how you grow. And I think in the past, I just tried to build that resilience through different challenging stuff. And you do build it up through those experiences. But it's just more comfortable in helping other people. And I think for me, like, how do I improve in asking for help? Even though I don't like this question, but I think what I can do is be more humble. I don't have it all together. Like, I have to tell people that I don't have it all together. I may seem like it to, especially to people that I meet for the first time, because it's, well, it's your first time seeing the other person. Like, you try to put your best front, at least for me, I would do that. And I think it's that humbleness, that humility where it, gives you a perspective of you don't have everything together and it's okay. Yeah, and giving the chance for other people to help you because other people, even though they may not be counselors and even if they are counselors, they are more skilled in some things that you are not. They have more experience in the experiences that you don't, that you have gone through maybe or you have not gone through that they can teach you a lot. And it's just having that perspective gives me a reason to ask for help. 
right. and tell people what I'm going through. Mm. It's still challenging, yes. Because we're being vulnerable at the same time. Yeah, and you, especially when you're going through it, it's even more challenging because you haven't, haven't figured it out. But that's how I would reason myself in asking for help. This is a really good way, like being humble and knowing that no one is perfect. That is true. Never thinking that way. Hmm. Does that give you a perspective in knowing how to improve and asking for help for yourself? It can be something that I could try. I think for me, I'm the opposite for you, from you though. That I want to rock that boat. I want to make myself feel uncomfortable to be able to seek help physically and mentally moving forward instead of overthinking, over-assuming and not seek help. I think because the older I get, there's a lot more stuff going on that you have never experienced and you never know what you will experience. And I just feel like it is very important to have that skill of seeking help instead of waiting till last minute. You're in crisis, you are drowning and... And you don't have that life buoy to pull you back to the water surface. So I might actually give it a try being humble and seeing if that's easier to seek help. And I think finding a trusted person that you're close with to start is very important as well. I know we are going towards the end of the podcast, but I suddenly have an experience that I had last year where I suddenly just start crying and I couldn't stop. I was just like bursting into tears for like 20 minutes and then I have a break, a water break or a breathing break and then I start crying again. Um, so I called my sister and we have a chat, which is very out of my character because I never call my sister. But the thing is related to family, so I think it makes sense that I call her as well. So we chat even though the response that I get is not what I expected, but at least it gives me another perspective in thinking and it calms me down. I think in that situation, instead of letting myself to keep crying, talking to someone, give yourself that buffer, I don't feel I'm sinking anymore. I think that's just how I feel. So find a person that you trust, even though the response that you get might not be positive, it can still be beneficial in that situation. Yeah, because the analogy that you beautifully put, it's the life buoy, like your sister is that. Finding that trusted person is very important in your life. And of course, I want a fancy boat drive past and pick me up and I have a nice shower all dried up. That's the most ideal situation. But sometimes you might just have that life buoy and floating and then you slowly go to the island and land and you're still wet. But that's okay but as well. you're not drowning. You're not sinking. Yes, exactly. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't know if the audience feel the same way as us. Are you... um? person that easily able to seek help or are you a person that same as us struggle to seek help and feeling like we are such a burden to other people and when is that happening is it something you experienced that caused you to think that way i think as we said the awareness and digging deep to the root is what we always encourage as well yeah and just having the awareness of and also the reasons behind of you not asking for help, the reason preventing you from asking help, it gives you a way in finding how you can improve it as well mm. in asking for help. And it's different for everyone. Like the humbleness helps me in asking for help. It may not help for everyone else um, because the reasons are very different and the way we think is very different. Um, so it's having your the awareness of your experiences 
of your thoughts gives you that way of working through in asking for help or in everything else honestly yeah i think that's why i like this podcast is i can get a perspective from your side as well and sometimes the audience shared how they think as well when we ask questions on instagram so that's really nice to have that community that being said if you still haven't followed our instagram our instagram handle is the one in your 20s podcast i think that's the end of our episode this week if you like it or you resonate with it you can share with people i hope you all have a great week and we'll see you next week bye Bye.